digital therapeutics are super new to everyone, for patients in especially, for them to use technology to help them to go through the most difficult times in their life is a completely new concept. And we strongly believe that adding the human component to this is crucial. Welcome to Digital Therapeutics Edition of Digital Health Today, and I'm your host, Eugene Burhovich. I thoroughly enjoy bringing you discussions with incredible industry leaders in every episode, and it would mean a lot to me if you could rate the podcast in your favorite player and hit that bell to be notified of future episodes. In the previous episode, I spoke with Jason Kahn, founder and chief science officer at Mightier. In their own words, Mightier is a digital program for kids that uses their heart rate to teach coping skills through the game-based play. Today, I spoke with Andre Yonchik, co-founder and head of US at Prosoma. In their own words, Prosoma develops a portfolio of digital therapeutic medical software products that cover the entirety of behavioral treatments needed of cancer patients. But before we dive in, I first met Marek Ostowski, founder of Prosoma, at the DTX London years ago, and later met Andre through the Berlin startup scene. I immediately loved what they were doing and kept a close eye on their progress. Andre is now leading their US entity. All I have to say is that both founders have an amazing Eastern European hustle. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Andre. Andre, welcome to the DTX podcast. I know we've been following each other professionally for a number of years. It was great to finally connect face-to-face in San Mateo a little while back. And for all of our listeners, would love for you to introduce yourself, a little bit of your story, who you are, and one interesting fact about you. Thank you for having me, Eugene. I'm a long-time fan of your podcast, and I'm privileged to be one of your guests. So my name is Andrzej Janczyk. I'm a co-founder and head of Prosoma Digital Therapeutics. I'm an educated and certified medical doctor. And after completing my formal education, I started working in a hospital. And as every good young doctor, I launched my first tech company. I created a startup that introduced VR technology for multiple businesses. And it was pretty successful for many years. And during this time, we serviced big enterprises with technology that created experiences for their clients. After this, I launched yet another technology company. And throughout this journey, I was in touch with my friend Marek, who was starting this idea of creating a digital therapeutics companies. And we were actually collaborating on the project. I was advising to the project for a couple of years and Marek suggested that, Anche, maybe you connect the dots and we do something together. Interesting fact about myself, So aside from being medical doctor, tech entrepreneur, and huge technology fan, I'm really into music. I like collecting interesting instruments, creating and producing healing music and electronic music in my free time, which allows me to kind of get away from all of the analytical part and into the feeling part of life sometimes. That's amazing. So I hope you do share your Spotify list or SoundCloud link or something. So I'll give it a listen. Let's dive deeper in. You mentioned that you and Marek known each other for a number of years, sort of wanted to start collaborating, but rewind the listeners back on the space you chose, the Prosoma as an entity and even the name itself, and a little bit more history to the company. Sure. Three of us are co-founders of Prosoma. 
It's Marek and Emma that originated the idea in 2018, and they were brainstorming about it even earlier. And Marek's background is also quite interesting because he's educated philosopher, psychotherapist that actually launched the biggest LED manufacturing company in Poland. Interesting mix. Yes. And he was actually exploring his own ideas of how to combine his psychotherapeutic background with technology. So back in 2018, he attended workshop by one of our advisors and mentors and partners in the company, which is Dr. Mariusz Wirke, which is the world-renowned psycho-oncologist. And he kind of fell in love in his methods, helping cancer patients. All of us, unfortunately, have personal family experience with cancer. So this subject is really relevant to all of us. And then Marek started exploring the ways of bringing how Mariusz was able to help his patients uh, to digital. So he actually started the project with the idea of creating a VR application that can help cancer patients. And I used to have a VR company back in the day. So as I said, I was already close to the project. And after a couple of years, in late 2019, I decided to join the project full-time with actually one condition that after running VR business for five years, we're not going to do VR in this case. And we decided to create product that is actually going to be scalable and accessible to the largest amount of patients to fulfill the unmet needs. So lots of entrepreneurs listen to this podcast. And you're one of the data points, as you mentioned earlier. So everybody's always curious, especially in this field, about the funding journey and more interesting, even some of the milestones typically attached to those. So if you can walk us through a little bit of the funding journey, that'd be great. Sure. So right now we raised 7.3 million equity and not equity money. We have about $3 million dollars. This is our public European grants that we received for our research. All of our investors are European. What I can share from our journey is the money that we like the most is the money from business angels and private investors from Germany, Switzerland, and Poland. And people like Wojtek Szczepaniak brought incredible network connections and knowledge to the projects, as well as other investors in the company. And we really benefited a lot from experienced entrepreneurs and business people who believed in the project and invested their private money into this. That's how we got, for example, contacts to our current advisory board members, which are super proud of, like Dr. Philip Rosler, which is an ex-German minister of health and ex-Minister of Economy, Oliver Brandicourt, who is a former CEO of Sanofi, and all of these people that are incredibly helpful through our journey came to us through connections made by our business angels. Yeah, you know, we always say to our angels, just because you put money in only, you got to actually work for your return too. <laughs> so that's the beauty of their intelligence, knowledge, and networks. I totally appreciate what you guys are going through there as well. Let's dive deeper into the actual product, because obviously, as a ultimately still a technology component of this and focused in oncology specifically, that patient experience and that journey is super important. Can you walk us through how do the patients find you and that whole path through the experience in your platform? So let me maybe tell towards about our product, Living Well. 
Living Well is a product intended to alleviate symptoms of depression, anxiety, and improve health-related quality of life for cancer patients. So it uses the methods of cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness, and also health education to complete this. How I like to look at this is what can actually app do for a patient? And it comes from the philosophy of uh, Dr. Virga and other psycho-oncologists that the way you help cancer patients is you teach them skills and teach them how to practice the skills that can be helpful in their healing journey, but also throughout their lives. So we're going to talk more about the markets later, but the patients, when they're either prescribed the application or when they get access to this, they get the full plan of completing the modules that are personalized for their current journey, current diagnosis. So the application comprises of 21 psychoeducational modules with appropriate exercises that are introduced to them throughout their journey. The course is designed to be completed in 90 days, so it's not like something that they need to use forever. And after completing the course, they're left with set of skills that can use throughout the whole healing journey. We really put a lot of emphasis on how to create good habits of practicing these skills and then how to create habits of keeping them for the rest of their lives. So this experience that I told you about initially was designed for female cancer patients after diagnosis and was designed to help them through the probably one of the toughest moments in their life. Well, that sound means it's time for a question from my amazing partner on this podcast, Chandana Fitzgerald, who is the CEO of Health Excel, and as her friends call her, Dr. No Crack. Let's see what question Chandana has for our guest today. Hi, AJ. In what way do you support women through their cancer treatment differently than any other digital therapeutic that does the same? Thank you, Chandana, for your questions. I actually love it because... We strongly believe that the mental health support, especially for cancer patients, needs to be personalized. And we knew that the way how men and women react to the cancer diagnosis is quite different. And we decided to start by creating a version that is fully personalized for women. This includes live videos of cancer survivors that share their stories. That includes the content that touches the subject of how can you take care of your hair and how do you approach oncofertility after the therapy. So we really focused on creating the whole content in a very personalized way to support women. And our application focuses on content very much. There's about 280 minutes of original interactive animations in the product. That's two featured animated movies. And we created them and designed them from the colors to the tones of voice to the emotional contact with the user just for women. And right now we are extending this to men and we are still redoing all 2080 minutes and all of the content to be adjusted for men. And we really treat the personalization very seriously. Amazing. And I'm going to actually hop in here because in a lot of these discussions, I've always said the colors and the content, these are the active ingredients. So let's chat a little bit about your evidence generation journey. And also, I'm not actually sure if you guys are going for prescription or non-prescription product today. So we are a medical company and I'm a medical doctor and we always knew that it will need to be scientifically validated product. 
So right now we have completed one RCT of 170 patients, which showed that the clinical efficacy of the product. We are currently running three RCTs in three countries, one in the US, one in Germany, and one in Poland. And we are also actively doing real-world evidence and data gathering because we also want to be sure that the product works well outside of clinical setups. We're doing this to be a PDT, so we're going through the FDA pathway and clearance in the US. In German, we are following PFAL guidelines for becoming a DIGA. So we already have experience putting three products through the process. The first version of Living Well actually went through MDD regulations, which was the previous regulations in Europe. Right now, we are following MDR regulations. In general, the regulators require you to show that the application is safe, effective, and then you have proper controls in place. So we needed to introduce QMS systems, ISO 13K, and uh, to prove that not only products are well-equipped to be medical devices, but also that the company is a proper medical company. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with Andrei Yonchik, co-founder and head of US at Prosoma. I'm always wondering what the engagement levels are in technology, because I think obviously people want to talk to people, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but really curious on your engagement in the platform, in the app. So we are obsessed with engagement. I come from the world where we created consumer applications, which needed to be super polished and keep consumers in the loop. And I think that the fact that these are patients and people in need doesn't release us from the duty of creating beautiful products that patients like to use. As I mentioned, we put huge emphasis on introducing not only the most interactive content, but also habit building techniques and behavioral change techniques. And we need to realize that thinking is a particular type of behavior and Repetitive thinking in one or other way is actually based for the whole CBT therapy. So creating the proper habit loops and change behavior techniques is crucial. And I think that our work put into this is really paying off and we're seeing great engagement techniques, not only better engagement to the other applications on the market, but definitely better engagements to the offline interventions where the average number of sessions attending by patients with therapies is one. So you guys are European company with initial focus was in Europe. Maybe tell us how you're doing there commercially and which countries you're helping patients. In 2019 and 2020, we chose UK to be our first market and we actually were admitted to Cambridge University Accelerator and we were exploring the UK market opportunities. Then the Germans came with their DIGA pathways and opportunity, and we really decided to focus on this market. We are following the steps required to be fully certified DIGA. We are close to completing the trials, clinical trials required to go with this route. And I think that Germany is actually doing a really good work in making the pathways understandable. And they already have about 200K prescriptions monthly. So this is probably the top developed digital therapeutics market in the world. While we are following the DIGA pathway, we are already reimbursed by health plans in Germany. 
And we have direct deals with payers that reimburse our prescriptions. And we find this as a very attractive alternative model, especially for oncology. Regulators across the world consider every single cancer type as different indication, different ICD code. So when we look at mental health support interventions in the offline world, they're not really different for breast cancer patients, lung cancer patients. They all follow similar protocols, but the regulators require to have clinical studies and evidence for every single indication. So we decided to go and sign contracts with every single payer in Germany, which allow us to market the product directly to patients. It makes it easy for patients to use the product because it doesn't require a prescription. And it's also better for insurers because they pay only for the downloaded applications, not for the prescriptions. So that's an interesting model that we're really exploring right now. You're recording this from US and you're present in US. So talk to us a little bit about that expansion into the US market. How are you doing? What's the approach? Which channels are you trying to go after and go from there? So obviously for every digital health company, US is the dream market. It's over 300 million population market that is speaking same language and being in the same culture. But this comes with some challenges. And I moved to California about a year ago to bring our company to the US market. I'm working with some great partners on the journey, including Eversana that is helping us to go through the FDA pathways. And what we've learned by our own journey here and talking with the potential investors here is that we want to follow the PDT route and become the prescription digital therapeutic here and be reimbursed. But we treated this kind of a moonshot here because when the gates of reimbursement are going to be open, there are really tons of cancer patients that need help here. But what we are actually focusing on right now is to find alternative creative business model that can allow us to enter the market independently of the reimbursement route. So we really focus on making direct deals with providers and establishing partnerships with pharma and finding the business model that will be coherent and can be developed in parallel with the PDT route. We're so focused on technology these days. And my question to almost all the guests is, where do you see humans in this equation? And, you know, I guess, selfishly speaking, health coaches. As I said before, we are so focused on engagement that we don't want to turn any stone unturned to keep patients in the application, completing the program, because that's required for them to fully realize the benefits of the programs. And quite frankly, digital therapeutics are super new to everyone, for patients in especially. For them to use technology to help them to go through the most difficult times in their life is a completely new concept. And we strongly believe that adding the human component to this is crucial. That's why we already introduced this model in Germany. It was actually also requested by health plans. They wanted to pay us more for adding the human component there. So we are already enrolling this in Germany. And quite frankly, we are planning to repeat this in the US and even considering this adding to our next pivotal trial as the essential part of the intervention. So yes, we're definitely looking very seriously in this. Music to our ears here at your coach. 
what advice or suggestion or lesson learned or an ask you would have to either entrepreneur, policymakers, et cetera. So I'll leave it to you. Who do you want to either give advice or call to action? And then we'll go from there. It's not going to be an advice, but maybe an ask to all of the ecosystem. So what we are doing here is new and is new to all of us. Digital therapeutics companies are complicated companies needed to combine so many brilliant minds to bring this together. While introducing digital products to market is also something very new to providers, to health plans and doctors and patients. So the relationships that we found that are more effective are those open to collaboration and being open to explore and test different opportunities of how the model of collaborations look like creating safe environments for patients and finding a way to get the products into patients' hand. So I think we're beyond discussions if the products are effective. We need to have an open discussions of how can they be introduced and how can we adjust the existing processes to get them into patients' hands. Absolutely agreed. I started asking this question to, quote unquote, more of newcomers into the DTX space, aka maybe five years or less. And so I'm always curious, who inspires you? Who do you look up to in the DTX space or broadly in the digital health? So when I look at the companies that are doing great in Europe, my kudos to Hello Better, Oviva and Gaia Group that are really doing great work there. And I think that looking at them is inspiring. For the US market, I want to thank our common friend Ed Cox that helped me a lot throughout the journey. And I think that his journey through launching a DTX startup through working in the Eversana in the market distribution and consultancy company, and right now becoming a head of digital for Pfizer and trying to find the ways to bring digital therapeutics into the big game is inspiring for me. Big shout out to Ed Cox from Hyundai. Well, we started with you. Let's end with you. What makes you get up in the morning, Andre? Usually my 6.30 calls with Europe. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, right now, whenever I see patients that contact us, record some videos or write to us, thanking us for how we help them, it's really heartwarming for me. I'm a doctor and I came from the environment where my key role was to help people and actually knowing that we already helped so many and that we can reach thousands and millions more in the future is something that keeps me going in this journey that is not always easy. And the promise of digital therapeutics is that we will provide scalable health that is going to be affordable for patients that can get into patients' health and alleviate so much suffering. That's probably something that is most important for me. Andre, thank you for making this time on this podcast and thank you and Marek and the rest of the Prosoma team for doing what you guys do. And I'm looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you, Eugene. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into the Digital Therapeutics Edition of Digital Health Today, a production of mission-based media. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player so you're automatically notified each time I speak with one of these amazing leaders and trailblazers who are forging the path for digital therapeutics. If you'd like to learn more about Your Coach Health or Health Excel, you can find the links to this and more in the show notes for this episode. I'm Eugene Borohovich, and catch you next time.